1: So today's selection is Knives Out, a 2019 movie written by and directed by Ryan Johnson with an incredible ensemble cast. But before we go into the review of the marketing campaign, let's watch the trailer from Lionsgate. I suspect foul play and I've eliminated no suspects.
0: I'm Detective Lieutenant Elliot and this is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. We understand the night of his demise, the family have gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday.
1: How was it? I don't know.
0: The party? Pre my dad's death? Oh, it was great. Ladies and gentlemen... I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? Can we ask why? Has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't as? I'm gonna
2: live till I die.
0: You'd think one of his family Walls-Walls killed. Is that what you're suggesting? i cry. I'm gonna take the- You all love twisting the knife into one another. Up your ass. Oh very nice. Matter of fact, oh eat shit. How's that? Eat shit. Nice. Eat shit. Eat shit. Smug smile. Oh eat shit. Definitely eat shit. Gonna fly. You know something. Spill it. I suspect foul play I have eliminated no suspects
1: <laughs> I'm
0: it's a twisted web we are not finished untangling it not yet what is this CSI KFC <coughs>
2: Oh, wow. That's such a good trailer, Pascal. And now, I know you haven't seen this film, so on the basis of just the trailer, before we've even discussed the rest of the marketing campaign, what are your thoughts?
1: I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> sure, Roger Edwards. And I, and I feel terrible um, saying this because all the ingredients out there, right? I mean, if you look at the cast, it must have been one of the most expensive movies made in 2019, <laughs> unless they all went for percentage of the uh, of, of the revenue. Um I'm going to you know wait until we've looked at, at the marketing, but on the basis of this trailer, I can now remember why it's been on the maybe list, and probably on the watch list I've got on Amazon or Netflix. I can't remember which streaming service I've got? I've got it. And um, let's continue. But it feels to me as though it's going to be so humorous. Potentially, there could be a distraction. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll say no more until we continue the review of the marketing campaign.
2: Yeah, I mean, to me, it was a genuinely different style of whodunit. I mean, it's basically going back to the good old-fashioned Agatha Christie style. So you've got a big house, you've got a lot of people in the house, somebody gets killed, everybody's a suspect, everybody (laughs) has a motive. There's a detective who talks to everybody, and in the end, he gathers everybody together in a room and announces who the the murderer is and twi- twisty, twisty, twisty. um Daniel Craig, you know from the trailer that he's got a bizarre accent, um, an American, Southern American accent, which will utterly freak you out <laughs> as a as a uh-huh. James Bond fan. Uh, but you, you get used to it, and actually, I think that is probably quite good because he could have been too much like James Bond in the film, and I think by giving him this ridiculous southern american accent they actually did mark him out as being different so let's have a look at the marketing campaign then i mean i i, I like some of the humor in the campaign and i like some of the elements it started mm. off i mean it was launched in uh, november 2019 they started talking about it um in july so quite early and the original the original was Poster was really quite simple. It simply had a magnifying glass with a knife as the handle of the magnifying glass, as opposed to a proper handle. The word "knives out," slightly um uh, magnified by the magnifying glass, and then just this great big list of some of the stars—not all of the stars, but a great big list of some of the stars. So, obviously, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, John Don Johnson, Michael Shannon. The Keith Stanfield, Catherine Lang, everybody—it's as you say, one of the most expensive movies in terms of the number of actors. Um, I love the strap line. "Everyone has a motive, no one has a clue." Um, <laughs> it's good. Again, it, yeah. it sets it up as a whodunit. It, you know, this is a traditional whodunit. All the tropes are there, as I've already said. Then one of the things that I love about the next set of posters, and we've seen this before with the marketing for death on the Nile.
1: Obviously, yeah. in a Who
2: Done It Like This, Pascal, you've got loads of characters, hence all of those actors. And each of the characters got their own poster. And the poster showcases the character. Um, for example, Anada de Armas is the um is the carer. Um Daniel Craig is the is the detective. But they also showcase part of the house as well. So you've got the character, and then in the background, you've got either the library, or you've got the sitting room, or you've got the um, upstairs uh, loft area, or you've got the, uh, the office that Christopher Plummer sits in. I absolutely love the colour schemes for these posters. And, of course, they were absolutely littered all over social media, and they used these posters. Individual character posters all over
1: uh, yes. social media. I, I like that a lot. I mean, the execution is exquisite. I mean, the color palettes throughout, and you can imagine a very lavish interior of the house. But immediately, I am thrown back in time mm. into me playing Cluedo with my my, <laughs> yes. my, my siblings yes. and and kind of go, well, who was it? In which room? Which 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 weapon? And already I'm warming to it because I'm thinking, okay, so this is somebody, or this is a production team that understands the genre and understand, you know, the key elements, and they're not afraid to play them back to you as it from not to the fans. So, you know, the the, the assumption being that, in a way, the, the fans of that style of storytelling will know more than the characters themselves.
2: Yeah. So so what I liked about the poster campaign is the first one was just, effectively, the title with the magnifying glass. Then they did all the individual characters separately. And then finally, finally, in the month before the launch of the film, so this came out in October, was the far, the full Knives Out poster, which actually had... All of those things in it so it has the magnifying glass with the handle as the dagger and all the cast as well so I really like the progression of even just the
1: poster campaign I thought it was really really quite interesting the way that they did that I find the choice of typography and calligraphy not for the title knives out fascinating Mm. because it's not one that I've seen before and I I kind of saw a glimpse of, of reviews and some people saying what is clever about the film is that it's not committing to a particular era. Mm-hmm. It's, it could it be 50s, could it could be 60s, could it could be 70s. It's all in there somehow. And I think the calligraphy kind of suggests that, you know, because we are a huge fan of uh, the work of Agatha Christie. I probably watched all the Eric Poirot with David Suchet that, you know, you can get your your eyes and ears on. And, and I feel as though they, they're playing back to that. Looking at that... Um, Poster where they are all together. What I think they've done as well, it would seem, is reinforced this element of uh, wit and humor Mm -hmm. with a Mm -hmm. strapline hell. Any of them could have done it. Yes. Which I think it's, uh, yeah, it's back to this idea of. Clarity of message and clarity of of intention with the style and the tone of the movie.
2: Yeah, so then we move into the trailers. We've already watched the first trailer, mm-hmm. and the set. Then, then they followed that up with two more trailers. Now the second trailer was a lot more fun. It focused a, much more on the family and the, all of those individual characters, and it does showcase a number of the uh, humorous moments. Now, it's quite interesting, because ma- mainly with with um, trailers, if a film has two or three trailers, they're usually always, always very much the same, aren't they? They use the same clips, hmm. maybe in a slightly different order. They may focus on a different character. Whereas this particular second trailer is really quite different to the first one. Yes, there are a couple of, of um, scenes that are the same, but it is actually a genuinely different trailer, which I thought was different and made it stand out a bit.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating. And we and I have spoken about this, about right message, right audience, right time. The only example that I can can think of where trailers are very different was when we, we looked at um, that sci-fi movie. Was it called In Time? With yes. Justin Timberlake, you know, where literally we discovered very, very different forms of storytelling. And to me, is exactly what the world of communication is is about. So you have the trailer to announce that a movie is coming very soon. I mean, they chose Thanksgiving as well as the date, which I think is interesting, where they're trying to claim that festive period, which is why we have that element of humour and and tongue-in-cheek. But then let's address maybe the, the need of a different audience for the different trailer altogether
2: yeah and then there was a final trailer in in the run-up in the, in october and this was much shorter yeah. and this again may be a little bit different i've not seen before this focused on the initial reviews so they actually put the trailer out with comments that the press and other media had made about the presumably the 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 audience um showings that they do the research showings and they used the
1: um quotes in that final trailer I was looking and reflecting on, on the date because you and I have reviewed so many movies who have been the casualty of COVID and the lockdowns and so on. And and literally, this was released uh, two months before, um, you know, essentially it, it, all, it all began. So it had benefited from the theatrical release, which is, um, you know, I was reflecting on the 18 movies that you and I have uh, I've looked at. It's becoming rare now, not to mention a movie being delayed. But case in point: No, t- no time to die with Daniel Craig. You know, had been delayed so many times and so on. And and for me, looking at the, the cast in particular, it feels as though it was one of those where the cast. Would you know? I've been working very hard with the Bond franchise. In the case of Chris Evans, that worked very hard on the Marvel franchise. I need something very very different yeah both in terms of the character i'm going to literally play but also in terms of the the filming style the duration of the filming because um this was a quick turnaround for sure
2: yeah now let's move on to the website pascal Uh or 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 should we say let's move on to the website that no longer exists now come on (laughs) come on distributors this film is less than three years old and you've already allowed the website to die you know you get you get the error the the website doesn't exist anymore and it was by all accounts from what i've read it was a really good interactive website you've got all of those posters for all of those individual characters you could click through on each individual character learn a lot more about them um in in fact we'll talk later about the tv spots but each character also had a video Mm. and some of the characters even had sub websites for businesses that they were running um, so Tony Coletti's character was running a, a business called Flam, and there was actually a sub website about that business, Brilliant. and they've let and they've let it all go, Pascal. I mean, honestly, that would have been such a good example of good marketing. We've
1: got to find someone that works in the industry to explain this to us because we've reported that fact. I I get it. It's a movie from 20 years ago. I have some understanding, although it doesn't cost much nowadays to host a website. But three years, particularly with sequels that are pretty much going to be released very soon, that feels like um, a big mistake.
2: Now, what I found really interesting about the social media aspect of this film is that they planned the campaign out not only to support the launch of the movie in November, but they'd also planned various iterations of the social media campaign to take them through the awards period and then to take them into the following year. So we're into 2020 now and forget COVID and all of that. But obviously the DVD and the Blu-ray came out early in 2020 and the social media campaign morphed over those months to effectively take account of the um, environment. So, Mm. obviously, in the run-up to the launch of the film, the Twitter campaign, the Knives Knives Out Twitter feed, was all about the character posters, all about the little videos of each of the characters, and and teasing the movie itself. But then, after the movie came out, um, there was almost this sort of... uh, Everybody became obsessed with Chris Evans' sweater his jumper (laughs) that he was wearing during the film. And what they did around about um, uh, after the film had been going and we were heading into um, awards season is they actually changed the Twitter uh, name for a while and made it about Chris Evans' sweater. So they actually created this whole um, almost iconography around this sweater. And and they, they then started encouraging people to take photographs of themselves wearing a sweater similar to that and it was even a knives out challenge and this created from from the 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 agency i read the the agency's website you know 2.8 million impressions and 158,000 engagements as a result of changing that um, Twitter feed to become about the sweater, and 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 again as they went into the uh, award season, so Oscars and, and and Baftas and everything like that, they even created some almost like joke posters, and and there's one great one which I've got on in the notes here, where there is actually a photograph of the sweater sat. In a director's chair, and it's saying for your consideration, best <laughs> sweater in a leading role, *Knives Out*. I mean, that is a little bit wacky, but I really quite like it, and it certainly created that sort of, um, you know, momentum.
1: I like because you know I've been saying all along about you know platforms and tone of voice and this idea of social media, which is about conversation, but in the context of a brand. You know, Lionsgate and Lionsgate and the audience. It's also complicity, and this reminds me. I suppose you know we now have the luxury of looking back at eighty-eight movies, as we mentioned when we began recording this. It reminds me of when we looked at The Shallows. Yes. And where the, the Seagull literally became a thing on, on Twitter. So it's always Twitter. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And so yeah. many people were saying, well, we need to have an Oscar or an award for the, the, the Stephen, Stephen Seagull and, and that kind of things. But what I like about it, cause, you know, you kindly shared the, um, again, the, the poster is back to the effort. It's in line with everything else they've done from, you know, from July in terms of uh, the typeface, the color choice and so on but the humor is just off the charts
2: yeah and and then the social media campaign morphed again so after the awards series they at the awards season they then were heading towards the launch of the dvd and the blu-ray which was launched around about valentine's day in 2020 mm. and and again this is quite innovative but they recut the trailer of the film to make it more like um, a romantic comedy now within w- without giving away any of the plot there is a bit of a relationship between Anna de Armas and Chris Evans in the film and, and that's all I'll say um, but they recut the, the trailer to make it look as if it was a rom-com about those two so again really quite interesting but tying into the launch of the film around around uh, Valentine's Day so the 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 social media um planning in ahead for this is is one of the best i've seen because Mm. they they wanted to maintain the momentum way beyond the launch and they'd already thought about the support for the um you know for the dvds and the and the the media coming forward then there was again i said there's a hell of a lot of tv spots i mean i could i i decided not to put them all in the notes pascal because the genuine interviews with everybody i mean that cast is huge so an interview each with each of them as i said they each had a little video not only a poster a little video some of them had their own sub website so as i said um tony coletti's character was selling flam she um Walt was selling blood like wine publishing, so he got his own website there. Uh, Linda is selling a real estate business. She also had a little website. And for goodness' sake, why did you take those down? I'm going to say it again. It's so <laughs> clever that they did this. Um, so the, the, there was a massive amount of TV stuff, and the final bit. And again, it was it was almost like a final trailer. They featured Ryan Johnson, the director, but a lot of this. Trailer is in black and white and filmed almost in a very Alfred Hitchcock style um, you know it has the feel of a
1: 1930s yeah, Hitchcock, Hitchcock film what was interesting it was pushed extensively by imdb.com uh, owned by Amazon So I suspect there's a link for you but it was back to this idea of uh, it's, r- it's as it's rare it's not really done as often as one might think to have the director to be front and center of, um, of video, you know, mm-hmm. typically you, it's the actors, typically it's kind of fly on the wall behind the scene stuff, but the, you know, the, the director or the, or the the production team is busy at work and the, you can get a few words out of them, but that's it. But here, this was a carefully planned storyboarded and kind of uh, recorded video. And you're right, there was all the black and white, the scratchiness and the kind of stains of the old kind of 35mm film, which is back to this idea of, it's maybe a strength of the film where you can't quite pinpoint an era unnecessarily. And judging by the trailers, I don't think there's any mobile phones to be seen or stuff like that. So I kind of like the idea where they're keeping it quite vague and you can just be um, immersed into the universe that they've created.
2: Absolutely. And, and finally, finally, there was a competition trying to draw all of this content together. So it was called Get Your Cut, and it was announced in September, and there were clues hidden throughout the posters and in the trailers and the prize was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and they wow. and again it's genius they positioned it almost as part of Harlan who's the Harlan thromby who's the who's the the uh the Christopher Plummer character he was putting this together as part of his legacy and and they even they even recorded a message from harlan's personal attorney played by frank oz of him promoting the idea that you could win part of my fortune so overall pascal i mean i've seen the film you haven't i really enjoyed the film but the marketing campaign is is true to the style of the film quite witty quite innovative and i particularly just love the way that the social media carried Way through and way past the original launch of the film,
1: I I would agree. And back to what you just said, you know, the, this idea of um, creating a, a treasure hunt of sort. Uh, I'm already in trade. I want to go back to the posters <laughs> now, I and mean, I know that the, uh, the the competition is well over, so I have no chance of winning nearly a quarter of a million dollars. But this idea of creating again, like a uh, uh, universe within the, our real world we've seen that example in do you remember when we reviewed um a Tent clover lane yes And people could you know literally once they discovered the number two and they were reading the number and there was a recorded message and so on and this complicity with the the audience it's not it doesn't happen as often as one might think you know when you think back of everything we reviewed and typically the campaign is um it's fair, you know. It's, it share a number of statements, whether they are static images or posters or digital and so on. The social media is um, is fine, you know. Not bad. whenever there is something little extra, and that which is what they've done here, it just makes for an overall, you know, better experience. But to your point, though, is for that very point, it remains a crime, literally a crime, <laughs> to not have that website still live today for you and I to review that is
2: so disappointing and it, and by all accounts it was it was really clever and very interactive and they let it go mm.
1: my decision Roger Edwards (laughs) is that we shall be watching Knives Out this weekend. Fantastic! And and the two, you know, the two things that really uh, tipped me over the kind of for maybe two years were the character posters. Mm. Uh, I, I I just, you know, I would encourage people to go online and seek them out because they look stunning. And and then the other thing was. The social media and how they really, really extended the the, the world of Naim and his family, and of course the investigation by Benoît Blanc. Although, if I had to make a recommendation, perhaps he should have been French or Belgian and not uh, American <laughs> with a name <laughs> like this one. Absolutely right. <laughs> thank you so much for doing the research and thank you um, for being such a wonderful co-host and thank you to you viewers and listeners for listening to episode 90 of two geeks and a marketing podcast until the next time please go out there and make sure your marketing is done right i was pascal fintoni and he was roger edwards